Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your hosts A-Rock and PD, when we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up, so sit back, relax, and get comfy, lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten, coming straight out of Gotham. Everybody out in the Spider-Verse. Wait, whoa, whoa, wrong show. You can't do that, dude. Welcome to another episode of Straight Outta Gotham, episode 60. Uh, this is the uh, this is the Babe Ruth home run episode. 60 home runs in a season. Roger Maris didn't beat it till 61. Yada, yada, yada. Baseball tradition. Uh, it's rooted in the show. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on film, the old gunslinger himself. Make sure you check out BOF for the other great shows uh, associated with the BPN. Um, there's a tab, Batman. Pod Network, Batman Podcast Network, something of that nature. Click down, drop down, uh, ELTD, Gotham Outsiders, BOF, SOG, Italians for Spidey, um, Comics on Consoles. There is a complete buffet of podcasts for you to listen to, enjoy, and uh, I recommend Comics on Consoles because Chris Cloud is a man. Uh, I am Peter Vera, and I am uh, one of your co-hosts today, and I am recording with uh, my co-host on January 5th, 20... Uh, no, it's not. It's January 7th, 2022. And as always, we have a great show for you today, but remember, if you enter in our monthly contest, which is rating and reviewing our show on iTunes, uh, you possibly could win a prize pack, so check that out. Don't forget, Ryan Powers was our latest winner. Uh, we sent him a wonderful prize pack all the way to the great state of North Dakota, so we ship across the states, at least the continental United States. Um, now, let me introduce my partner in crime, a fellow c- contributor to Batman on Film, the 1998 Corbell Champagne Chugging Champion of Northport, Long Island. Ladies and gentlemen, Eric Goldsman. <laughs> Hello there. Oh. You doing champ? Yeah, that's that's a man. I was I had just turned. I was no, I was a year past my twenty first birthday, so it was it was fresh. That was a fresh yeah. championship for you had me. A, you had a young man's esophagus for chugging. I did. I did. I had a young man's body. I had a young man's tolerance. Although the tolerance I still have, I shouldn't really see when that. you have abs like Eric and oh, you Jesus just God. amounts of alcohol. The, the the booze just it just gets disintegrated within the abs. That's the thing. And like Momoa as well, like obviously he has the same issue, you know, the digestive abdomen uh, syndrome, which, you know, they use for alcohol. And, it, you know, it, it gives that little pump, that little effect there they have. So. so you got two facts for Eric. He's got the ab, ab digestive syndrome, which is the pumping of the alcohol. <laughs> He's a shit. Better known as your kidneys. Uh, yeah. Well, don't you know? Just if you if you want good kidneys, I suggest oh. checking out the Liver King. Uh, oh. He's eating them, and he says they're delicious. Wow, yeah, that that dude, man. I don't know how you got turned on to him or why you're so. That's a horrible that, sentence. That dude. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is crazy. Holy crap! Yeah, but I, hey, I mean, it works for him, I guess. I, right? Yeah, I've. I've um, I've never seen anyone eat a testicle before, and that was a first. Not even Rocky Mountain oysters. I know. I've always no? it's something I've wanted to order because, like, it's a it's like a real dish. So I'm like, right. okay, that's, I have to try this. And be I've eaten jellyfish. I, you know, I I've eat, I like trying new right. food. And, and we had alligator. Is, yeah, remember? we had alligator. Yes, uh, snails. Uh, yeah. I I do enjoy uh, crazy foods. Um, you know, and uh, you know, back when Manhattan was a real city, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of it in New York, and uh, yeah. there was a lot of a lot of good interesting stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, searching for Batman on film watch party was always the best part of the Batman on film watch party. Yeah, for me and you it was. It definitely was because we got to try out different up places. by a movie theater and yep. we just got hammered. Yeah. And we just so. go and try out the food and the drink. That was fun. Hopefully yeah. we could get back to that soon. We had alligator Hopefully. and snail on the same night. I know. That's true. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I like both though, so it's they were it's good. Cool. So I, I'd be interested in trying Rocky Mountain oysters. I don't know exactly what the dish consists of or what the recipe is. I couldn't tell you, but I, it's definitely something I'm like, oh, I'll try it. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, people, people. I know people who've had it who like it. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I, I, mean, I would try it too, though. I haven't tried it, but I would try it. Why not? Yeah, I'd give, give it, it a shot. shot. I've eaten weird. I, I had a frog burger in Paris. Oh wow! Yeah, there I was really go. proud. I wasn't sure if that was like they were like the Americans usually come this way, so let's like combine <laughs> them. And it was it wasn't really like a burger because like the legs like sticking out of the bun, but it was like they assembled the frog round kind of. <laughs> so that must have looked odd. It, it 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 was it was a lot of legs, like it was kind of like legs <laughs> <laughs> from what I remember. I wish I had a you know kids today are spoiled. They all have camera phones. I had a I don't know what I had in college. It might have been a flip phone razor. Who who knows? But like. Those pictures. I used are, to have the sidekick. Remember, are. remember the T-Mobile sidekick that you'd push and flip and had the first. Yeah, I remember I, that. I had that. I had that one. I was like the first real like smartphone, right? Yeah, yeah. I, there was two of them. They had the sidekick and then the sidekick two, and, and then Blackberries came pop became popular. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. The buttons are always too small for me, though. But yeah, they were they were small. They were I wasn't small a Blackberry person, but. So, Pete, um, Happy New Year, man. We haven't done a show. So this is our New Year's show, guy. This is our mm-hmm. very first show this year. So Happy New Year to you. How did you celebrate New Year's this year? Did you? Uh, it was a very quiet New Year. Um, and, uh, you know, and <laughs> we just kind of kept to ourselves, ourselves right. in the house. And that was it. And it was enjoyable. So. Yep. Me very too. Tame. I didn't. I didn't a lot do more anything. People in the city than I thought there would be. Yeah, that was a pretty nice turnout. Uh, I would say nothing like it used to be, but still, like no, I was surprised at how many people no. were there, which were yeah. kind of like good and not good. And you know, like oh, I don't know, if it's a great idea, but I was like, happy people are vaccinated and brave enough to go out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were, if you watched, I mean, everyone usually watches. So if you were watching, you could see some people had masks on. Everyone was mm-hmm. supposed to wear a mask, but some people didn't. Mm-hmm. I saw the one guy who was talking to the reporter and then gave her a kiss. He had no mask on, nothing. Oh, it's rough, dude. Gets on the cheek. So I was like, uh oh. Yeah. Uh, but dude, I remember back in the day, like even just five years ago, New Year's Eve, I don't know what people were thinking doing that because I'm like, eventually I have to go to the bathroom. And how do you like, All right. hold my spot? Like, <laughs> I'll explain because I worked, I used to work in the Prudential. I've never been around Times Square during the, like, it's like yep. something that people who work in the city are like, no. <laughs> yeah. I used to work in the Paramount building, which is right there, like uh-huh. right where the outside where the ball drops. So I remember going to work a few times, seeing people line up literally oh before I would get to work. So they would line up at like six, seven in the morning. They couldn't use the bathroom. So they would literally told me they would wear diapers. Like just so they could stay there all day to watch oh, dude, that's the ball so drop, right? I wet myself. I know. And no what way. if you have to, what if you have to do the other thing? That's even worse. So oh, you know, if you do number two, you crap yourself, and 
I don't know. I want to save that stuff to when I'm old and I physically can't stop myself from pissing and crapping it. I I wouldn't knowingly choose that. But they say that NASCAR drivers do it and and, um, astronauts and, you know, so I don't know. Those are jobs you get paid to do that. I Willingly doing that in Times Square just to see the ball drop because honestly, it lasts what? That whole thing is what? The countdown, 10 seconds, you're done. If. Happy New Year. You know? Oh, and the only time I was able to go, I went because I worked in the building. They let us go upstairs in the office and watch it. So I could see it. I was close to mm-hmm. it, but I wasn't down waiting with everyone. That it's was fun. like when the ball actually drops, it always reminds me of the first time I was old enough to like sit down and enjoy the Kentucky Derby. And I forget what Derby it was, but like I was with a group. I was, I was with my family and uh, it was for some reason it was a big deal. And I remember sitting down and we watched it and it was like 30 seconds. I was like, that's it? It's over? <laughs> like that's how I always feel about New Year's. I'm like, all right, here we go. Okay, we're we're now we are officially in the new year. It's just like no. it's always a weird holiday for me because I'm like, it's just another day. <laughs> it literally is just another day. I mean, if we didn't have a calendar, obviously that's all it's it would be. It's right? so it just so funny how like this time of year is like it is. It's it literally is the holiday season. It's the only time of year where everyone's like it's like every month is like special day so we don't have to stay at work for thirty days. Special day so we don't have to stay at work for thirty days. <laughs> well, it's like for the for those like cold months, we have these days built in where like we at least get like three days off a month that we shouldn't probably and then, get. <laughs> and then in you get the spring, you have Memorial Day. Fourth of July and Labor Day, right? You have the two bookends yeah. and the Fourth of July in the middle, so you exactly. have have all of those cool holidays. Have but we we have them. Tw- we have like these twelve days a year that give us probably right. months off. <laughs> so Happy New Year to all of our fans and followers. Uh, we hope you guys had a really good New Year's, and we hope that the New Year has begun for you. Uh, you know, going very well. We would have recorded this earlier, but I've been sick these past few days. I just want to let everybody know we had planned on doing this actually last week and it kind of fell apart. So that's my fault. It's not Pete's fault. It's my fault. It's not. But um, auditions for a new co-host are going on because Eric will you know, obviously not be with us soon. <laughs> so, I, uh, But I'm feeling better now. I'm starting to feel better. As you could tell, I'm, I'm a little less nasal than I was. Um, I'm still there a little bit, but a little less. So if I cough a little bit, guys, I apologize. Um, I'm, I'm still getting over whatever this is. It wasn't COVID, but I don't know. What That's good though. So, yeah. At least, at least you like, so, you know, you don't have COVID. Are you, have you still, have you, have you still been clean the whole stretch? What do you mean? No COVID. You have yeah, no COVID? Yeah. Nothing yet. I haven't. It's those no apps, COVID. man. They just, they just <laughs> it's crazy. You can get a cold, but it, yeah, you don't get COVID. It's, cr- COVID. it's crazy that I didn't um, just because like I've been going out like I, I've been safe. You, you and, have been very social for a very long but, time. Yeah, I have been doing stuff during the pandemic and not like some people who haven't and then they get it anyway. <laughs> so I feel bad. I shouldn't laugh. That's not funny. But um, it's just kind of funny when I think about it. And I've had a sinus infection and now I've had a cold, but I haven't had COVID. Crazy. I know. So. Anyway, there's still, time. there's still time. Anyway, since we're talking about COVID, let's just roll right into the first thing we're going to talk about. And rolling, 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 rolling. What? Yeah, um, it's happening again. At least for one film, we got word early last week that Morbius will be bumped from this January release to April because of the Omicron surge that we're having in the country. Um, now. Some people think that it could have been more because, you know, Spider-Man just came out. Let's, 
use use Omicron to like push it a, further away so we have another movie coming out. Oh, that's a nice little so conspiracy close. theory. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I've heard that okay. um, being bandied about um, certain places. So I don't think that's true. I do think it's an actual move because they're afraid of the box office due to Omicron. Um, now, do you think that means they're afraid because they don't think the movie's any good and it's not going to make any money? Or do you think that they, they're afraid because they think they have a legit shot at really cashing in on this Venom style, at least? Not critically, but at least financially. I think it could be a little of both. Because um, I'm not do- sold on it. You know, like, don't get me wrong. Like, as much as I love to rib MCU Spider-Man, I'm still not sold <laughs> on Sony. You know, I, like, well, I like... Amazing. I like what the trailer, what I've seen from the trailers. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm optimistic that this movie is going to be good, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's a better spot for it anyway. If I'm being honest, um, well, like, what's the competition is what I'm concerned. So, about. if you're worried about making money, what did you just walk into? Because you basically just pulled out of whatever date it is for this date. So it's like, well, what else is coming out around it that you makes that makes you believe that it'll be the bigger hit of these films? Right. Well, I understand movie. If that was one of the reasons that they moved it, Scream is coming out next weekend. I'm more excited um, for that. Right, I still so, see Matrix, man. I'm such a bummer. so Jackass Forever too, which you're gonna say, well, that might not do well, but people love that love that I show. I to do very well, right? I don't so, know why. <laughs> I don't mean you. I mean people in general. I don't mean you per se. No, people in I general might wonder why. Um, you know, you don't want to do March really because you have the Batman, and that's probably gonna op- occupy lots of lots of space. It's a big jump. It is a big jump. So it might be the best thing for it. But who knows? Um, we'll see what happens because again, in March you also have Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. so you know you have other things coming out in the next few months. So maybe it's a good good point for that movie to be film to be moved to. Um, but also with the Omicron surge, even though I heard today regarding the surge that we're probably at the peak, we're probably going to start going down a little bit from mm-hmm. cases. So that's always a good thing. But. Um, I think it's a smart play by them. I do think Scream is going to be the big hit for this month, and I do think it's going to do well. Um, not only with us, the people who are legacy watchers from the original, but I think it's going to draw new people as well. So, I hope so. I hope so. I feel like uh, this is their real second shot. You know, while I think Scream Four is really good, I don't think it really hit with a lot of people the way they probably thought it would. And uh, I've, from what I've heard, it seems very positive uh, coming out of this one. This one might actually be the best one since the original. Yeah, she. I, just from what I've seen of the Sydney character, like I like the more much the mature grown up version of her. We got some of that in four, but I really like what I've seen of her this time. So I, I think Sydney in general, like I, I think it's going to resonate better as an age group. So I think I've always thought she kicked ass from day one, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. No, I've never. I'm just saying, like, I like the twist that she has now, the more mature, confident. Obviously, in the she's always been the tough, strong one. But now she's just really confident and like, who gives a shit in that way? So what I really like about her and like her and Jamie Lee are they're always like they're like, I've been here before. Like, you got to follow my lead on this. Right. You know, right. That's what I like about those two. So. So. We got a little on screen, but guys, again, we're talking Morbius is being moved. Um, That's what we're talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> a, a, a kind of a horror. Um, the character is, is, you know, a vampire, so he's kind of got that same horror angle. So, you know, maybe that's another yeah. reason why. Maybe that's yeah. another reason why. So, I'm looking forward to it, though. I know a lot of people, like you said, you're unsure. I've because you know, I, you know, I really like Venom One, right? So I was really hyped on Venom Two, and it didn't kind of deliver for me, right? 
So now I'm kind of like a little hesitant again, <laughs> you know, because I went, I went in hesitant in the Venom and then I kind of like rode that tidal wave. And uh, while, you know, Let There Be Carnage is okay, it's, you know, I still prefer the first one. So I'm kind of like, uh, okay. I yeah. know different people involved, obviously, but it's this whole like, you know, it's Sony making movies. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think this one is a little, it feels a little bit more serious than Venom. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that plays I out. I hope so, because like right. they they did throw in that one joke where he said, "I'm Venom." Right. So I wonder. Right. I was like, okay, I, I didn't expect it, that to happen, especially that much of a, a meta joke, right? Like, well, yeah, and and you know, it's again, it's dropping another hint that yes, yeah, this is all part of the same universe. So mm-hmm. that's you know, I think that's part of the reason that's in there as well. So look for it in April, guys. April first, so you won't have to look too far, unless it's an April Fool's joke. No, I'm only kidding. It's not an April Fool's joke. That'd be great if right? somebody did something like that. <laughs> it, would, it would be fun at this time to do something like that. But yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it's not an April Fool's joke, though. So look for it in April, guys. Uh, all right, moving right along. Now, this next topic is controversial. Oh, God, uh, here it is. <laughs> um has been controversial for a while. Uh, we have been vocal about it. Pete and I both have been vocal about this in all forms, whether it's on social media, whether it's been on the show. Um, and we've got, we've known for a while, we've had good um, intel on this, that Ben Affleck will be ending his um, role as Batman in The Flash. Yeah, big surprise. But yeah. (laughs) But he also spoke recently in an article in the LA Times, an interview in the LA Times, about his time as Batman. And he specifically referenced Justice League as being the point where where kind of everything that was going wrong in his life kind of came to a head. Um and it was that's why it was a bad experience and he doesn't I know Pete said you think he you kind of read it like he's blaming the movie. I don't think he was. I think he was kind of more saying everything just came to a head at that point and the fact that that movie was such a tough um um shoot made things worse. That's how I read it. Um yeah, uh to be honest, I'm just I'm so tired of the Ben Affleck <laughs> PR machine. Like I, I, I've told, I've said this to Nico, I've said to Justin, I said to Bill, I said to you, like I'm so glad this guy's in Batman because he's just a walking tabloid. Like everything this guy does, Ben Affleck, like go get Dunkin' Donuts, and there's like six accounts posting pictures of it on Twitter, and I'm like, I'm like, right, I just, I'm so over the whole just the, you know, the, the drama of Ben Affleck's life. I just don't, I, I'm, I don't care. I'm sorry, I don't care if that makes me feel sound cold or whatever. But it's just, he's just a celebrity, and like I get it. But it's like I'm like, dude, you got to move on. Like you keep talking about this stuff. Like it's time to go. Like let's let's move on with our with with, with our life. Like it's just I don't know. Like I'm just ready to move past this. I'm so happy this era of Batman's over because it's like it is kind of a drag. He's like for those of us who are sports fans and those of us who are Yankee fans, he's like a Rod, like. A-Rod would just yeah, go out the street that's and his nose and then it's a ta- he's on page six all day of the post, like yep. for weeks and weeks and weeks. And it's like A-Rod and Jeter Fruit. It's like everything A-Rod did yep. was such a news story in New York that you're just like, oh, it's kind of exhausting. And I kind of that's I'm that's why I'm like relishing this patents and stuff because like the most he does is like he's like yeah I I, I did like six pushups today for the workout, <laughs> you know. And it's like yeah, remember remember the article he did and he was yeah like, 
he was seen kind of weird and everyone was like worried. Bale, before that, like Bale, there was never any, yep. was never any news on Bale except for that time he like blacked out on that dude on Terminator. Well, you know? I think I think one of the reasons but like, like, like just constantly, constantly, constantly yeah. drama. I mean, he's the, always in the news. Like, I get it. That's a Hollywood star. And then I'm kind of like, that's kind of why I want an unknown for Batman. Like, I'm well, in this for Batman. You know, like, I'm a comic book fan who enjoys these movies. Like, once all this extra drama and BS and all that extra stuff that comes in with Affleck's fandom and stuff, like, that's – it's a headache. It really is. And, like, you know, if you want to compare it to, like, you know, certain other people's fan bases who are crazy, you know, and, and it's, you know – you know, Johnny Depp's got a crazy fan base. Uh, I, I hear there's a lot of other, like Amber Heard, they, their fan bases were going out. Of, there's always like a crazy fan base. So I'm like, oh man, like I just want somebody unknown, <laughs> you know? And I don't know. I don't, I don't see much of this whole like twilight fan base. Like I don't have, I guess I don't have a lot in common just fandom wise with the, the fans of that stuff. Well, that it, would be a positive. Interact. Yeah, that would that yeah, that would funny. be a positive fan base. But like, like all Dave, this Affleck stuff is like, oh, because he's in so many movies I like, and he's like from da- well, uh, from Dazed and Confused to Mallrats, you know, like well, he, he, he I've grown up with Affleck, but it's like, oh man, like it's just tabloid city. I'm so over it. Well, yeah, well that's, that's what me. happens when you date. You marry Jennifer Garner and you date Jennifer Lopez twice, and like he he's dated some famous women, so that pulls him in. Um, yeah, I know. Like, and Adarmus, and and I get it. That's probably what he's got to do to stay relevant in Hollywood, and you know, like your name's always got to be out there so no one forgets you type deal. But that's it, what I'm saying. It just for me, it's like, oh man, this is exhausting. Like another story. Like go away. <laughs> right, and he kind of, I mean, he kind of in this article takes a shot. Um, I don't want to say a shot, but he kind of makes it clear that he didn't have a fun doing Batman. And because he says, and this is the quote, I have never said this, this is hot off the presses, but maybe my favorite scenes in terms of Batman and the interpretation of Batman that I've done or in the Flash movie that's coming up. See, I don't really fully believe him because I think he enjoyed BVS. I think making BVS was a real good experience for him. I think post-production BVS was miserable for everyone involved in that, which then you go right into Justice League, like Justice League films it, it, basically like a month a month later. So you go, you're basically going from getting trash, bad reviews, your movie's a 13 on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever it is, right. to, all right, we're making a sequel, and it's like, well, nobody liked the first one or the second one, depending how you look at it. And, like, I get it, like, you know, but I, I do think he enjoyed making BVS. I think he had, a, you know, I think that was fun for him. But I think after the reviews hit, I think he, you know, that's when I think Affleck really kind of quit. Was after the what was the, you know hello well, darkness my old friend that stupid meme and gift that they were making with the song with sad Affleck with him sitting next to Henry Cavill you know like I understand I agree whatever that quote is like you could see it in his body language it's like and you see it on the press tour of Justice League the guy's been miserable since March twenty six twenty sixteen well I mean he makes it he does make that clear. Um, obviously by saying that, by saying, yeah, the, the, you know, he mentioned that act specific meme in, um, the interview I in LA Times. Yeah. He, he <laughs> does mention that. And he goes, he goes, you know what? I could, he deal with that. He goes, I think it was funny too. He it's said, creative, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. He said, but everything else going around at that time in his life was falling apart and it was just a bad time for him. Yeah, I agree. It was not, um, I would not want that period of as much right. money as he made. I would not want that period of time in anyone's life, to be honest with you. That is a, it just seems like a very miserable, uh, 
day-to-day existence. Right. Know, going through that divorce, dealing with all that crazy stuff going on at the time and having to wear, I don't know, 50 pounds of rubber <laughs> at work every day. Like, I get it. It sucks. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm just – you know, I'm upward and onward. I'm looking to the future of Batman. I wish Ben Affleck well, you know, but I'm also just. Right. I mean, he seems to like be. I he's quit on being Batman. So like, I'm not going to get on my knees and grovel on him. Yeah. But I, like you said, did he, if he quit for the reasons he stated and he wasn't fully invested. If he then quit for his health, he did the right thing. That's right. true. And, you know, you like, don't. It's just, it's the whole, it's all the, and this isn't all his fault either, but it's like the whole just PRBS of Hollywood. And it's just like, just, just give it to us straight. You get fired Schneider, blah, blah, blah. Affleck quit being Batman. Just, just give it to us straight. Cause it's like, who cares if it comes out? Just rip the bandaid off. Who cares if it comes? Why do you want it to come out five years later? Just rip the bandaid off and move on. Yeah. Because they tweeted it, you know, like if you don't want to tell people a specific thing, like if you take the Snyder cut, if like one of us is like, oh, we'll make up this lie and we'll tell everybody else. And they still, they, you know, they harassed the hell out of you for how many years. Like it, it's, not, you know, you made up a lie, it didn't work. You should have just told the truth. Like it was going to happen inevitably. So what's the matter? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that whole period, you know, we can. It's such a low point for Batman. It just is. It we really can, is. Not just for Batman, but for the entire brand. Like, it's a low point for the DC brand. Yeah, I, um, you're, you're very true. But, like, you know, I, I do come so, at it from a Batman primary perspective. Of course. But think about the other headliner, right? Superman. What has happened to him since then? Uh, but well, that goes back to 07. Like Superman's been wrong since Brian Singer. And uh, I'm just, know. I'm just saying. Uh, but, like, we're, yeah, they fumbled that too. But they fumbled the Flash for years. You know, you know. Thank God for the TV show. Well, they didn't make one. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know David Gore you know. said like, how do you right. make a movie about a guy who just runs fast? And it's like, ah, dude, you're supposed to do this. You're the guy who wrote like the JSA books. <laughs> yeah. Great comic books. Um, well, it's, you know, and well, we'll find out. We'll find out with the Flash because we are getting the movie, so yeah, we will I, know I, soon enough. Remember, I used to think that movie was cursed. I can't believe it's actually happened. I know I was one of the only one of us. You were. I'll give you credit. Who said it was going to happen? I you was, said I was, the Flash was going to happen, and no one was going to go see the Batman. So it equaled out. <laughs> something good for something completely horrible. <laughs> Oh, that's not what I said, but okay, moving on. (laughs) I'm not going back there. So the one good thing that did come out of this article that I read is that um, he, he really, really enjoyed this, this exit he's getting. Um, So hopefully that'll satisfy everyone who's a fan of his, his. I hope he's happy with it. And we can move on as a, as a group, as a fan base, as a Batman fan base and as a DC fan base period. Um, because to be honest, this I'm just so tired of talking about it. I am so oh, and I, I just I tweeted yeah. that today. I am so tired of discussing this. Him, Superman, Cavill, Affleck. Well, I, I am told, so I, I would done. love to talk some Star Wars. I brought that up. <laughs> I got in trouble for that on Twitter. I wanted to talk Star. I I watched. I just have to watch The Mandalorian. So all you like Lucas Films junkies, don't gang up on me. So I'll watch that. Well, we all can't. The Star Wars. I, I watched all those prequels for Rick and Eric, so we could have our prequel show, so I can get Rick shoe on on this goddamn podcast. I did that <laughs> myself through Justin's Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about Star Wars, but I'll, I'll hold that or as, for later. As, or as I like to call it, Eric's stuff. Yes. Pete just generalizes <laughs> Star Wars as Eric's Eric stuff. Like, I was like, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't even know how to come up with a stupid, I want to be witty uh, headline for this. No, it's just Eric's. So, so I resolve to Eric's stuff. 
All right, so we'll stick with Batman because it's you know it's more in your wheelhouse as well. So <laughs> we'll stick with Batman. Um, from one Batman in Ben Affleck to the other one, we will be seeing in the Flash, which is of course Michael Keaton Batman. Um, there was a little piece done why he did not return for Batman Forever. Um, this has been something that he's talked about in the past, but um, it was a reason because Schumacher wanted to make it light, basically. Mm. And he was kind of like, yeah, no, do you understand the character? Like, wait a minute, this is Batman. He, yeah. he lost both his parents. Like, he's a dark character. So it's see, it's interesting to me because Keaton made it seem like he didn't like the tone of Batman Forever and where Schumacher was taking it. Right. And he pointed out specifically the Bruce Wayne character. But Batman Forever really does focus like one of the m- more mature elements of that. Yes, movie you're right. Is the psyche and the digging of well, Bruce Wayne and the Red Diary, even though it is incomplete, like that is a big part of that movie. So it's interesting how they didn't see eye to eye and what everyone universally agrees on is probably the best part of Batman Forever. And I find that very interesting. It makes me wonder, did they just stress the Riddler comedy stuff too much to where that turned off Keaton? Like, was Keaton not in support of maybe Barbara Ling's neons and her her representation of Gotham City? Like it, because just listening to the talk, this is the first time I've ever heard Keaton talk about this. It's just very odd that he his problems with Schumacher were with Bruce Wayne Batman, and that seemed to be one of the just the highlights of the movie. Right. No, and I. It's very interesting. Yeah. yeah, he does. He's very much in this piece. He very much speaks about Bruce Wayne, and you're right. The in Batman Forever, that's really the first time we get a look at that. So it's very, it's weird that he would bring that out. Um, It's weird how far advanced of the script that he got. It's weird. Maybe that those were rewrites. I have no idea. Um, You know, we don't know at, the, at this point. They were molding the bat suit, I believe, to his physique. So I think he was, I don't know if they have previous molds or whatnot. I'm not sure. We'll have to right. ask uh, Mr. Reeves effects. He would know for sure. He's the pro there. Um, but uh, I do know that there were Keaton molds created or the suits created using Keaton molds. So I'm wondering where those molds came from, um, you know, because he was, he was the only guy who ever played Batman. So it's not like they didn't have them, on, I guess, for lack of a better term, on file. Right. But I wonder what story – if how much of the story was crafted – by the time he he backed I out, think, I don't remember I exactly when he backed out. Like I don't remember that. He, he um, I think he and the bachelors. I think exited. This is a Haas question or a Rob Myers question for the Robins. The Robins know this stuff in and out. Um, I believe he probably exited after the. I don't know. Probably around the time the bachelors did. Right. I mean, I remember. I remember after Batman Returns them talking about the sequel about the next one and how it was going to be different um they were going to lighten it up a little bit but i don't remember if that if immediately when that happened he was like and this conversation with schumacher happened and he was like right in the beginning like yeah i can't do this or did they have a version of the script that he read and still didn't want to do it that's what i don't know so um, it was an interesting piece. It's something I had heard in the past that I knew, but I didn't. The Bruce Wayne part was something I didn't know about. Um, it's it's it just, it's the, weird. I mean, yeah. really, that's yeah. fascinating because I think Kilmer's great, and I like his his Bruce Wayne, and I like his Batman, and I like, you know I think he's it's it's a shame he only got one movie, but thank God he only got one movie. Um, <laughs> you know, his. Uh, I'll say this about Kilmer. Um, 
I think he brought a seriousness, a different kind of seriousness to the role, uh, which is something I, I mean, definitely Keaton's was serious, but yeah, but his Bruce Wayne wasn't right. You know, there's it was something kind of lighter about his Bruce Wayne than there was Kilmer's. Right. I think Kilmer brought a certain serious to the part and seriousness to the part and was more in in my headspace, kind of like what a man who did lose his parents, who saw his parents murdered, would be like. Mm-hmm. That's that's me. I've I always I've always liked Kilmer's Batman um as well. Uh, yeah. I just What's not know, to like right. To so if you guys want to check that out Go to our site. Check, look for the article. It's in the. We don't rap. have a site. We've got a Facebook page, <laughs> Twitter account. Yeah, well, they know what I. They know what I mean. They know what I mean. <laughs> they know what I mean. Uh, okay, so moving right along, we'll stick with Batman because today we just got some pretty cool news um, about the new Cape Crusader comic. That's com. Sorry, cartoon that's going to be coming out. Uh, the Batman, the Cape Crusader, and Ed Bru- Brubaker. Mm-hmm will be added to the creative team for this, uh, which is awesome. Uh, if you guys know and you guys listen to the Batman Book Club, you know that I the last time I was on, I did Gotham Noir with Ryan Lauer, of course, Ooh. and Ed Brubaker wrote it. So it was pretty cool. to When I read this, I'm like, oh, cool. He's coming back. Uh, you know, that team, the team is amazing. Uh, you know, Brubaker Abrams and Reeves. And, fantastic. And yeah. just to add him to this is just already legendary just group of bat geniuses i mean well except for J- it's weird because like i feel like when it comes to batman jj abrams hasn't earned his stripes yet <laughs> so he's like the only one he's like the low man on the totem pole with like bruce tim <laughs> james tucker matt reeves obviously has his own movie now that's coming out soon and uh, mr brubaker um i'm excited uh you know just another just wonderful edition he's gonna be basically the primary writer so that's great um who doesn't love Bruce baker and gotham his uh his catwoman is some of my favorite right uh, catwoman three all time um right gotham know. central gotham central is also a great one yeah. that was good that's uh, it's so. this is the, it's like <laughs> I, I wanted a Bruce baker gotham central at one point but now i'm gonna get this <laughs> Bruce baker batman so it's like, okay i got this i'll take this um so i'm excited I, I, it was great news um i'm interested to see how this show turns out it looks like it's going to be a period piece maybe in the 30s right i feel like it, it's it's takes place yes. back in the day yes so i'm excited to see it I, I hope i enjoy it i hope i like it I don't see how I couldn't. Yeah, I mean, he's super. He seems super excited um, about it. You know, he uh, just a couple of quotes from the THR article. He says, um, "Here's something few people know, but the original Batman the animated series was one of the things that made me want to write superhero comics in general, and Batman in particular. If not for what Bruce Tim and all the talented writers and artists did with that show, things like my revamp of Catwoman with Darwin Cook and Gotham Central with Greg Rucka and Michael Lark would never have happened. So when Bruce Tim offered me the chance to come work on this new reimagining of Batman with him, James Tucker, J.J. Abrams, and Matt Reeves, I jumped at it." Their vision I would too. <laughs> yes, like uh, this, it's a good time to be uh, involved with Batman stuff. I think, uh, especially you now. Obviously, so. there's good buzz. I hope it's all, I hope something's so. got to be good on all this. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I feel like is all, all this stuff stinks. If oh, this stuff sucks, don't I'd even put so, that out there. That'd be so bad. We don't want to put that out there, oh, do we? No, we don't want to put that out there. No, let's not put that out there. Let's take that back. It's going to be great. It's all going to be good. 
There we go. I mean, for crying out loud, I, I like Batman and Robin, so I'm sure it's all good. Oh, it's funny you bring that up. It was they were showing. I was going to text you guys. I, this I feel like I'm talking to Pete now on the phone, but guys, just bear with me. The yeah. other night on we all have obviously all of them, but AMC was doing like a marathon of them. All on, yeah, I was watching it too. You watching it? <laughs> yeah. See, see, there we go. So it's funny that we all own them. We can watch them, whatever. But <laughs> when they're I, on TV, we just I'll watch stop. Them. I'll stop. Yep, crazy stuff. This is a good time. This is a good time to watch this. Yeah, I will say that I'm like, oh, I was laying in bed, so I'm like, I'll just watch. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, some of that stuff. That I, watching it though, I'm like, oh yeah, this Batman was, returns. This was not good. Scented, scented. <laughs> and you're uh, the hottest home. Yes, and we. And that is that was our first Catwoman, right? That was our first cinematic Catwoman that we got was Batman Returns. Mm, well, the what's one. Your name? Hmm? What's your name? Oh, you're uh, talking about Lee Merriweather from. I, the I movie? always forget what order they're in. <laughs> yes. Okay. What, what, yes, what that's fair. Bombshell from the sixties. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair because she was. That was a movie, so yes, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm wrong. Sorry, Michelle Pfeiffer was number two. Um, but Zoe Kravitz is our up and coming Catwoman, um, and it was a pretty cool thing I read that in, in the Empire piece that she studied cats and lions fighting to become Catwoman. Um, so now I'm even more interested to see what this is going to be like. <laughs> it sounds like an actor doing uh, doing their thing. I don't know. Um, really, really jumping into the character, right? Like literally. It's she's not really. It's like she's a cat burglar, right? But <laughs> like she's not really a cat. She but, might own a couple cats. She made like strays, but <laughs> and we have a little that one clip of the in the first trailer where she's on the floor and she's kind of you know doing that whole little sneaky thing like that kind of gives I'm me cool that. Kind of, as long as she doesn't go like <laughs> at like any point in the movie, you know. <laughs> I feel like Pfeiffer did that maybe once or twice. Oh, oh yeah, that would not be good. You're right, Ricky Friedberg. He's yeah. dead now. He's dead now. Yeah. Um, so you know, it all depends on presentation. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think this interpretation of Catwoman looks right up my alley. Um, really in tone with, I feel like just a Brubaker Catwoman that we have that we that I spoke of recently, and even something along the lines of Hathaway's Catwoman uh, that we saw in Rises. Um, and to be honest, I'll give credit where credits due. Gotham they did the they did Catwoman. For the most part, really well. Um, they uh, and that young girl did a fantastic job in that role. She was absolutely magnificent. She was. So, She's one of the strong uh, parts. Michelle Pfeiffer's kind of the odd woman out, you know, uh, being that she was never the cat burglar. She, you know, she's Tim Burton created her own origin story, and then in this article, she mentions how she it, basically this is her origin movie, and I was like, ooh, right. that's interesting. So right. we're going to learn a lot about this version of Selena Kyle. We didn't learn a lot about Nolan's Selena Kyle. We knew a lot about Burton's Selena Kyle, and we didn't know right. a whole lot about the Catwoman from the '60s. You know, she was just kind of there. Right. Um, yeah. So that's true. In in what's it called in. Rises, we get and like I a, have not seen the Halle Berry Catwoman because, as far as I'm concerned, she's not Catwoman. <laughs> like, she's I prudence. I, she's prudence. I, I get it. I get it. I get I, or I, patience. I, patience. 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 
Patience Phillips. I own the comic book. I've read the comic book. I know what happens. I've never watched a movie. Patience. That's like the one movie I'll put my fanboy foot down and be like, that's not yeah. Catwoman. You're smart. Yeah. You'd be smart I to do I'm that. Not gonna, I, I'll, I mean, I, openly I attack people who are like, that's not the Riddler. I'm like, no, she's literally not Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, that movie is not – that definitely a pass. That movie is not worth, worth – you know. I know Hoss owns like six steel books. I know. Yeah, I know he's he's I a think fan. One of them is actually signed by Jim Lee too, believe it or not. Or he if he's not a fan, he just gets it cuz it's a comic book character. No, he's a fan. But, he's a fan. I mean, oh, he, he, he told me he went, he, I think he told me he went to watch it with like his father. Oh boy. Uh anyway, that's okay. That's fine. So, really quickly, Pete, I know um I talked about this on the BOF podcast right right after the trailer dropped. So, oh, let's no. give a give oh, your no. give a few minutes on the trailer on the Batcat trailer, the latest the trailer 3, which now they're calling the official trailer. I'm confused, but okay. Well, it's officially the trailer that I've watched the least cuz I'm tired of watching trailers. And I'm just going to go see my movie. <laughs> um I, I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, again, just more great stuff. Right. Uh, a lot of cats, strays, a lot of Catwoman stuff. Uh, it's revealing a lot more than I ever wanted to know about the movie, to be honest. Yep. You know, where it began, Alfred, you lied to me, all this stuff. It sounds like, you know, I was like, I was like, all right, you guys have BVS me again. You already released too much. Can you stop it, please? Just, yeah. Just keep showing what you got. Like, that's it. No more after this. Definitely no more after this. Super Bowl spot should be just stuff taken from these three trailers and I agree. reused. Don't use I – I, I need no more new footage. And I was surprised at how much new footage was in this trailer. I know. Um, but no no more. I'm good. I, I loved it. It was great. It was cool to see Oswald fire. I don't know if that was an umbrella or if that was a gun. I don't care. Right. I just I just it was great to see him fire a weapon and uh okay, just just give it to me. No more. I don't need any more. Photos. I'll take all the photos you want. Photos, that's cool. Merch, give me a couple pops, a t shirt, yeah. uh give me a, a frosty mug. Uh, give me, I don't know, a case for my iPad, uh, but th- that's about it. Like, no more videos, no more footage. Right. Like, I keep, I keep thinking to Black Widow, right, how much it was pushed back and how we kept getting, like, new trailers for it, but they weren't that descriptive. That was like Wonder Woman. I was like, I, was like, right? I forgot what the last, movie should have came out, like, three years ago, so I already forgot what the first trailers were about. Right. Like, and they weren't that descriptive. Like, I didn't feel like each one we got a little more piece of the movie. We just kind of got more rehashing of what we'd seen. But this trailer, you're right. It really does give away a lot of information. Uh, but again, There's a lot in there. I was like, there is, There is. And that's my my fear is that, you're right, it gave, it, gave us too much info and but my other my hope is and i didn't say this on the podcast but i'll say this now here my hope is that it's misdirection that's my hope um you know we got that in uh i remember with the last jedi trailer we got that there so i'm hoping that this is kind of similar we get a little misdirection and it kind of leads us down a path that Mm -hmm. uh we're we're not going to get in the end so um, I'm not going to say too much more. If you guys want to hear me talk about it, you can listen to the last BOF podcast I did with Garrett Grev and Ryan Lauer. Ooh, um, Lauer. Check that out over there. We were three of us did that one, but um, definitely, I, I love the trailer. I've loved all the trailers. Uh, each one does kind of um, heighten my anticipation for this film. But um, I'm the not going to most anticipated go, movie of 2022 according to IMDb. According to IMDb, yes, the most anticipated film. So. I hope so, man. I want it to be good. So I, <laughs> I, I need it to be good. I can't handle so, it. Let's, if, this, if I don't like this movie, I'm going to be miserable. I'll tell you that right now. I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Uh, miserable in the sense of like, oh, that sucks. I'm not looking forward to the next one. But uh, Right. That's what yeah, I mean. Like, it's, if, if it's, it's not 
I don't might, might ruin my, my like next hour and a half. Right, which is why <laughs> no more trailers. Don't give I, us any more to I hype us up. Leave the hype level where it is right now. It's kind of no at a good trailers. level. No more trailers. No more trailers. So that's good. So in more, we have some more Catwoman news. Uh, sticking with the Catwoman theme, um, Catwoman Hunted, which is the next, I believe, DC animated feature film that is coming out, mm-hmm. uh, is has cast The Walking Dead Lauren Cohan to play the role of Julia Pennyworth. Now, Julia Pennyworth, as we know, is Alfred's daughter, correct? Yes, she is. So, what do you think, Pete? Does this um, movie interest you? I didn't even know. It, it does, just because it's like, I think it's described as like an anime uh, heist movie, and she's basically, you know, just, uh, you know, the walls are closing in on her. Uh, right. So, it's cool. I don't, but outside of that, I don't really know anything about this. Um, yeah, they give a little blurb where it says, in the all-new original film, Catwoman's attempt to steal a priceless jewel puts her squarely in the crosshairs of both powerful consortium of villains and the ever-resourceful Interpol, not to mention Batwoman. Aha! It might just be enough to contain her or not. So, we're getting more Batwoman. I guess that TV show's a hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep saying that. So yeah, Geeks Worldwide agrees with me. And their uh, their editor in chief is a very reputable man. Yes, he's a fr- he's a friend of the show as friend well. Of the show. So, friend of the show. Friend of the show. So shout out to Casey Walsh, by the way. That's right. Uh, shout know. out to Geeks Worldwide. Check out their stuff as well. Great Definitely stuff. Definitely go um, over there, check them out. Hashtag awesome. watch Batwoman, Eric. <laughs> oh, I can't. I just don't want to get into another show. I actually get into Batwoman. You've already gotten into the show. You just took a little hiatus and you could skip the other season. Just start for three. Uh, yeah, it's, it's season one. So, yeah, well, some we, of season one. Anyway. You, could, you, don't, you don't need to rehash. We can <laughs> forget about all that other stuff. Season three. All right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll definitely see. We will be reviewing the Aquaman cartoon, though. I haven't watched it yet, oh, but I'm going to. Show. Oh, so, dude. <laughs> we will. We will be watching that. I'm afraid re- to hear what you had to say. <laughs> we might have to have Justin on for this. We should. We definitely should have really watched it. I think nobody else watched it because of the animation. Like, this looks weird. I'm like, so. It's better. Who cares? Just watch it. We should have. We should. We should definitely have him on. I think that'd be fun. So we'll, we'll work on that. Justin, we're going to be ca- talking to you soon. Have, uh, have so. uh, Berg call my people. Yes. Have Berg call us and we'll get in touch and set this up. So. Moving to the other house, let's move to Marvel for a second. Uh, as we know, we lost Chadwick Boseman last year, I believe mm-hmm. it was, mm-hmm. um, to cancer. A very tragic tale. Nobody knew he was even sick, even though you could kind of tell when you saw him and stuff that something was up. But we didn't know officially. It was kind of a, a surprise when we heard that. And then Marvel had made the decision immediately not to um, recast T'Challa. They were going to do... Um, What's it called? Going to build off Surrey mm-hmm. and Letitia Wright was going to play. But now with her own problems happening with regards to COVID, um, there's been a re kind of a rebirth of the recast T'Challa or save T'Challa movement. Um, I I think I even said this when we first talked about it on I want a record saying I would have recasted him. Yeah, uh, because I, I, I believe. With you. Yeah. I believe that the character is bigger than the actor. Um, like we talk about Batman, who we love, and he's been well, how many people have played him now, right? So, yeah, it's it's also I think Black Panther is is one of the real big original like OG Marvel characters, you know. And for him and Spider Man, I think to headline the next era of the MCU, I think was a big deal for Marvel, right? You know? 
I think T'Challa and everything the black the character of Black Panther that he represents. That and we saw that at the time of the release of the film, like it was like a cultural movement. You know, it was it was huge. Right. I think that I think that was yeah. huge. I think that, that that's a big thing for, and that's why they're continuing on with it. They want to try to continue on with the lore. But I think Spider-Man and Black Panther were supposed to kind of carry yep. the MCU into that next era. And it seems mm-hmm. to be – it seems to have hit some bumps in the road, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, they've kind of done this whole soft reboot Spider-Man. I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. I don't even know what to call it. It's, they want to do this like MCU remix Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man remix as far as I'm concerned because it's still the same thing. Um <laughs> But, you know, they did that with that character, and uh, it's interesting, I guess, something, I don't know how similar, but, you know, we're going to see the focus. I wonder how they're going to explain T'Challa being missing, because this movie's already been shot, correct? Like, we're just waiting for Shuri to get vaxxed, or we're going to move filming to a different location? Like, she's the only one... Like, for lack of a better term, holding up the production, correct? Right. And, well, it's to me, she's the star of the film now. So if she's the one holding up production, then this movie's not going to be released in November. But like they already it's made to. this movie. That's right. So they just need additional scenes. So I don't know. Uh, hopefully, by the time they do the sequel, <laughs> uh, we don't have to worry about these issues, these vaccine issues anymore. Right. Um, and. I mean, in to support this, the people who believe like I do and you do to um, recast him, his brother even said that he would want T'Challa. Chadwick thought T'Challa was bigger than just himself. So, I mean, I understood Marvel made this decision very quick after he passed. And I kind of at the time, I kind of understood it because it was fresh. But I, I feel like they were up against we're we're starting to film. We have this date. We need to meet. He unexpectedly passed. We don't know what to do. So we kind of panicked a little bit. Right? I just kind of feel like it was like that. Right. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like because of his passing, you essentially have to rewrite the movie, right? So didn't they, aren't you kind of starting from square one to begin with? Yeah. I mean, that's basically He's the main what character. Right. right. Like they basically so decided they I were felt like a ch- delay probably should have been better. Yeah, and like you know, we got him in the "What If" episodes, and it was his voice. But we've got mm-hmm. we got some of more of this T'Challa there, so the story kind of is still there. And again, it has this wouldn't have been the first time they recasted a main character. Like I said, Bat, we've said Batman has been Batman from, from Keaton, Spider Man. <laughs> well, from Keaton to Kilmer to Clooney, and that's one guy, right? Like. I know people say Forever is a soft reboot. To me, it's the same Batman. It is supposed <laughs> right? to be the so, same Batman. Right. So, I mean, you know, like it's been done before. I, I really think the fact that it was a tragic passing is why they didn't – they wanted to not I just felt – it's totally called like insensitive. And right. Like, you get exactly. this. You just passed and it's like, well – yeah. We understand that. Yeah. Like, I agree. That's what I think. So, I don't know if that's going to happen in sometime in the future. Maybe after Wakanda Forever, they'll recast T'Challa and they'll say he wasn't around, or I don't know what they're going to do. But, um, Dr. you know, I, right. Like you said, yeah. Multiverse yeah, of Madness. Multiverse of Madness is going to change everything. Right. So, there's, there's ways they can work around it. But, um, yeah. I'm, I'm in that camp. So I'm I'm I would support that that movement the recast the child movement. So all right. So moving right along, I said we were going to discuss Star Wars, um, and this will I Pete, have you watched 
any of the first two episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. No, I haven't. I haven't watched Mandalorian yet, so I figure I gotta watch one before the other. Uh, you don't really have to. You can oh, watch this without okay. watching the Mandalorian, at least from what I've seen so far. Okay. You, you can watch this without doing that. But um, I'm just gonna do a really quick rundown of the first two episodes. Do it. Go. This is this is the Holzman hour. <laughs> the first episode I was not that impressed with. Uh, I was expecting it to be something. It was cool how they showed him um, getting out of the Sarlacc pit, uh, how he escaped that. Um, oh, but, that's what they did? Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they show that little part of it. And then they go into his, like you see him kind of sleeping in this regeneration chamber. I don't know what it is, a back to tank, probably a back to tank. That's a Star Wars thing, by the way. <laughs> the thing Luke was in, in in Empire Strikes Back, that's what he was in, but he was laying okay. down. Okay, right. okay, okay. So he's laying down there and he's kind of having flashbacks and then you're seeing the flashbacks. So you're seeing what happened after he escaped. He was taken prisoner by the Sand People. Um, he winds up proving his worth to them by the end of episode one and then they kind of take him on to, to train and um, to become one of them. Now, episode two expands upon that a little bit more, and it was a much better episode. Uh, they, I kind of feel like they should have done what everyone does now and release them the first two in the same day, but um, they didn't, and the second episode was much, much better. Uh, it, it had a little more action in it. It showed uh, the whole dynamic of him with the Sam people and how he became, how he advanced with them and how he gained their trust and he t- started training them on certain things. And it was very, very cool uh, to see that part of it um, and see them explore that, what they laid down in the first one. Now you at least have a little bit more to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the present day stuff is fine. He's still kind of trying, he's still trying to re- um to establish himself as the daimyo of 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 I forget the Aryan Tatooine he's in, but he wants what he wants to be the Don. That yeah, basically the Don, right? Okay. He's basically the Don of the, that area. What'd you call it, a Don Holio? <laughs> daimyo. Oh, daimyo. Di- oh, daimyo. Yeah. Um. So he's basically that now, and he's trying to establish himself. The cool thing we get in the second episode is we see the the twins, and they're two huts, and they both look like Jabba. It's a guy. Who are the a, twins? It's a boy and a girl, brother and sister. Uh, they're Jabba the has a sister? No, no, no. These are just other huts. Oh, there's Ooh. more. Than, there's more than one hut. Yeah, the huts are come from a planet. There's it's called Hutta. It's, I know it's crazy, but yes, that's where they're from. It's, it's, it's uh, Star Wars. This is crazy. Okay, whatever. Ridiculous so yeah. statement. Um, so, so I yeah. know the huts were like a species. Yes, they're a species. I thought Jabba the Hut was okay. I guess it makes sense. Okay, right. sure. Yeah. Right. I know most people thought that, but that yes, they're a species, and they're you know so so just a bunch of slug people. Yes, they must yes. be disgusting. I would, yeah, and and, and ruthless. Like the interaction that they have that him and yeah, there's a lot of that. <laughs> the second one, a lot, of that. a lot of that conversation going on. But yeah, um, yeah, like you get them. They're back in it. They're trying to rec- take claim of where Jabba was, and and Boba Fett's try- has already taken claim of where Jabba was. So it's kind of now they're setting up that dynamic. Uh, Ming Ming Na, who plays um, Fennec Shand, who, who was she was in the Mandalorian. So, but it's not important. You don't need to 
You don't need to worry that. You don't uh, need to watch it, but she was in this. <laughs> no, she wasn't. Like, that's where her character would come from. So if you see her, that's where she's from. But you, okay. it's not important to this story, at least not from what I've seen so far. Uh, she's a, she's great. She's kind of his right hand. Um, you know, she does yeah, all the yeah, dirty yeah. work. So it's cool to see her growth, too, as well. Um, but the production value on the first one I didn't think was so great. And the second one was also much better. So mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. I don't know what the reasons behind that was. But the show is progressing and going in the right direction. So um, there's also an article in THR, um, interview with showrunner Robert Rodriguez, who everyone knows uh, from other his other works. I mean, Robert Rodriguez is, is kind of mm-hmm. famous for... <laughs> His previous works, which I'm slipping my That's mind. Till Dawn. Yeah, uh, Alita. He did, he did uh, Alita. Sin City. Sin City. Yeah. Um, so Spy Kids as well. He did the Spy Kids films. I always forget he did that. And those yeah. are like his most financially profitable movies. I know. So he's he's really a talented director. And I thought this like property would be perfect for him. So we definitely are starting to see more of that in the second episode. More of his his style. So look forward to the show going forward, guys. But if you want to read the... He, he does like those long, like one camera track shots and you, yep. you see everything. Yep. Yeah, he's very good at shooting... Um, I call them focus shots. He's very good at that. Uh, so, you know, definitely, guys, check out the article. He just talks about how he got to do The Mandalorian. I mean, how he got to do um, the, the Book of Boba Fett off the one episode of The Mandalorian that he directed and how he worked with Favreau and Filoni and how he got how he got Morrison back to do it so like it's there's a lot of stuff in the article it's really cool and you can see Eric what the future stuff. Boba Fett's gonna be yeah as Pete would say it's a lot of Eric stuff in there so <laughs> all right so we'll, let's fast forward now a little bit to um the Matrix Resurrections Pete you said you haven't seen it yet no I haven't watched it I've been trying right. to get to a theater but it's damn near impossible maybe this weekend well, you can just buckle down and watch it on HBO Max I know but I want to see a Matrix movie in a theater like those movies are crazy all right so you know what let's push this off until let's do this next episode when you're when you've seen it let's wait right. till you've seen it because this I'm is, gonna see it this weekend this is something that uh it was a movie that I was highly anticipating so I want to talk about it so we'll um, just review it but we'll just review it next time but guys if you haven't seen the Matrix Resurrections yet it's I'll just say very quickly it's worthy it's definitely a worthy watch um, there's been a lot of mixed reviews on it uh, but definitely go check it out and for yourselves and then listen to us talk about it next time because uh, we definitely want to it's definitely something I, I want to talk about so you talked about we talked about Spider-Man a little bit before when you were talking you brought it up when we were talking a little about Morbius and everything mm-hmm. else well mm-hmm. we know who plays Spider-Man it's Tom Holland and we know he has another franchise that he's beginning to helm of course based off the famous Sony PlayStation game Uncharted now there was an original trailer released I want to say two three months ago he released another clip of the plane fight from there and it was posted the other day um, Pete, what did you think? Uh, cool little just action clip, whatever. Just like, right. I, I don't know anything about this, so like this, I, I know this is a big deal because everyone wanted Holland for this role, and I think it's a video game. I've never played it; it's PlayStation only, which probably explains it. I'm an Xbox guy. Me neither. I never played it, so I, I don't have like I, I think like uh, Nico was big on this uh, because he, he loves Holland, and uh, I believe he plays the game. Unless I'm mixing him up with somebody else, but. Uh, so like it seems like a cool like I don't know this is like Laura Croft teenage 
young boy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know. That's, that's what this is. This is, this is teenage Lara Croft. She was a dude. So uh, it looks cool. It, it, it's, it sounds fun. It's, it sounds like a swashbuckling movie, which we've all become accustomed to saying now because of Aquaman. Yeah. And, uh, now Indiana Jones is coming back. So, you know, it'll seem cool. Will I it see does. it? I have no idea. Uh, I, I want to wait until I get word of mouth, you know. It does kind of have that Tomb Raider vibe. You're right. The Lara Croft Tomb Raider movie. It definitely does have that feel to it. Not the same content, but the, the kind of shots and the action sequences with, that this shows. Um, I actually saw the preview for it. I went to the movies the other night um, and I saw what the preview, preview for it. What did, see, I'm forgetting what I saw. This is bad. Um, what did I see? What did I see? What did I see? What did I see? Oh, Matrix. No, no, no. It's not the Matrix. Spider-Man. Wow. No, it's hold on. I'm gonna have to look. Guys I can't believe I have to do this. I, I can't believe I can't remember a movie I just saw the other day. That's how good it was, though. Sleepless in Seattle. That's how much I liked it. Um, hold on. Ah, the Kingsman. That's what I saw. The Kingsman. Ooh. Um, which um is interesting. I def- if you guys, if you like the first two Kingsman movies, you probably this one be cool. Uh, just a little different. But so I saw the preview for Uncharted there. And uh, I don't know, like the first, I didn't like it and I didn't like it on the big screen. Um, I'm not invested in this film. Like I said, like I didn't have PlayStation. I'm an Xbox guy as well. So I've never, I've heard great things about this game, but I've never played it. So I don't know. I'm kind of like whatever. Uh, But for the people who do like Uncharted and are interested in this film, check out this clip. It's a pretty cool clip. It definitely does highlight one of the cooler action sequences, I'm assuming, in the film. So... Holland said, and this I'll give you a little quick quote. He said, we created a film that has a lot of heart, that pays respect to the games, but also gives fans and people that love the games something new and something refreshing. It's interesting in these big action movies, I often find that the heart and soul of the movie can be lost in the action. But what's so nice about our movie is that you have this very tangible relationship between Nate, his mentor Sully, which is really at the heart of the movie. It's about a young orphan looking for his family and in turn finding a family in the most sort of unorthodox way. So there you go, guys. Go see Uncharted when it comes out. If you want to check out the clip, you can find it anywhere. And of course, you can find it on our Twitter, Facebook. It's over there. Go check that out. Do it up. All right, Pete. So it's the new year. And, you know, we have resolutions that we have this year. So let's cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Well, our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who have trusted Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use use code, sorry, Gotham for 20% off and free shipping. So there you go, guys. Definitely. You want you to know, yeah, I did a little trimming before. Uh, <laughs> the new year. Just kind of go back into the, the new year fresh and trimmed and just want to look, you know, fresh to death. So. <laughs> want to be caught just down there. You know, don't need a little Rob Zombie you know, down there, long hair. And right. Just, you know, nice fade. <laughs> I was able to do a little fade because I got the light. So I did wow. A fade yeah, I got really, I got really interesting with it. I was playing around with that with the uh, the Clippers. Wow. 
Whoever you you're with next, wow, that's gonna be some fun. Some fun yeah, stuff. we'll see. I mean, some stuff's going down there. I'll see around Valentine's Day what the growth is like, and then maybe I'll just trim it down to a heart for no one else other than myself. Oh man, I got these clippers. I'm gonna use them. Like, what do you want me to tell you? Like, just... No, hey, I agree with you, man. That's cool. You know, and guys, don't forget my my my, uh, my meatballs have never been smoother. By the way, I want you to know that. Like, they're just like not because of what's it called that cream stuff. Where is it? Yeah, the not the crop the crop preserver. It's called. Yes, we that's the, it. The preserver. Yes. It smells we, great, and it's uh, the reviver is the spray, and the preserver right. is the is the lotion. The reviver is nice. Yes, gives, yeah, especially like, you know if you're working hard. You know, sometimes just go to bed, you know, in the stall. Yep. And it's kind of, it's, it's weird. It's almost like a cup of coffee. It's so true, man. You got to get that. like, whoa, it's not a kick to the nuts. It's more like a little spritz. And it's a spritz whoa. to the nuts. It's a spritz, a spritz to the nuts. And all of a sudden go. you're kind of like, whoa. There you go. All right. You know? <laughs> yeah, Liver man. I, no, I agree. Like it's, it's this, since I've gotten these products, I've, I've always manscaped, but now you it's kind of like a part of the process where it used to just be something I did every once in a while. Yeah. Now it's kind of part of the process. So uh, definitely changed my thought my thought process on, on taking care of everything down there. So guys, don't forget, whether your resolution is to work out more or to travel to new places, be sure to travel to manscaped.com for our exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping with the code Gotham. I'm traveling to the bathroom more to see what other kind of designs I can make with that uh, Manscaped 4.0. <laughs> yeah, guys, that's their main package. If you do order that, you also get the boxer briefs, which Pete and I have told you are so comfortable. Dude, those things like wearing nothing. Like, right? It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. I was like, so, I like these things are so, – like, is this silk? I feel like Puff Daddy wearing <laughs> these underwear. You know, like remember when Puffy would just wear another like Sean John Valor? I'm like, this is yes. so how like, he feels. Yeah, man. So definitely, guys, don't forget, go go over to Manscaped. Get the 20% off of free shipping with the code Gotham at manscaped.com. It's New Year, no pubes in 2022 with Manscaped. So there we go. So I feel like that's a good lead-in for our next topic, which is uh, Beavis and Butthead are coming back. <laughs> so yeah, we're going from Manscaped I to Beavis and Butthead. I coming back. Like, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. I'm, I'm, I'm only – I'm in complete shock, really. I never thought this would happen. I'm actually really – I might be more pumped about this than Keaton. Really? Well, it's funny. Uh, Mike Judge tweeted out the that they'll be returning, and they he gave sketches of them, and they're both well, low. <laughs> Butthead is really overweight now, um, and Beavis has glasses. It looks like he's missing a few teeth. So, the tweet he said. Beavis and Butthead will be turning this year with a brand new movie and more on Paramount Plus. No exact date yet, but soon they need some time to get back in shape. So it's also going to kick off a forthcoming series on Comedy Central. So we will see. We will see what happens. As we know, uh, Beavis and Butthead Do America was released in 1996. So this will be the first movie since then. And uh, it's going to be cool to, to see them coming back. Um, you're right. I was not expecting this at all. It was kind of one of those surprise things. So were you a fan? Have you always been a fan? I've loved Beavis and Butthead since I was a kid, mostly yeah. because I was never allowed to watch it. It's probably the only show my mother didn't want me to watch was Beavis and Butthead. But she let you watch The Surprise. Everything else. Everything, yeah, well, they're Italian. Beavis, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
So like, that's that's the excuse. But like, yeah, like I was not. Yeah, like, my parents were really lenient, except for when it came to Beavis and Butthead. Okay. Well, well, now Pete, you have your revenge. You can watch the Moon movie when it comes out, and a new season of brand new material. So. We'll see. If you guys want to check out the sketches of of their how they look now, you can check my judge's Twitter, but you could also go over um, to our place and check them out. There you go. All right. Lastly, well, last for our topics, and we're going to discuss a couple things real quick. But uh, there was a lawsuit, remember, that the baby who was on the cover of the Nirvana album, Spencer Eldon, brought a lawsuit. Um... <laughs> against Nirvana to call for child abuse, which is crazy when you think about it. And the judge dismissed it. So he does have 10 days to file an amended complaint, but I'm pretty sure this, that one's not going to go anywhere either. So yeah, good. He's full. Of, he's full of uh, BS. He's been making money off that thing for years. Shut up, yeah. dude. Go All away. Right? Do me a favor. Go away. Just be happy that your face is on the cover of probably the greatest album of all time, and just take it and go. Arguably the greatest album of all time. I don't care what One Rick Shields is saying. Yep. Uh, but it, it just does it. First Rick Shields show of uh, reference of the show. By the way, we almost made a whole episode about referencing him. <laughs> um, it's probably not. I think I talked Star Wars around. So damn it, Rick, you're always invading my show. <laughs> bastard um it's a it's it's definitely a genre defining album so yes you're right so like dude just shut up be happy uh that you were able to use that as a pickup line in college (laughs) yeah that's that's crazy sorry you you, you suck you tried to make a dime and you know you should just i don't know you should just email dave girl and be like hey look dave can i get i need some help (laughs) like i don't know just instead of definitely could have done that definitely could have done dave would have helped you if you asked politely so all right, man. So there are a couple of things we're going to go over real quickly. Um, let's start with Hawkeye. Uh, so did you have you complete? You completed it, right? You've watched. I every- can't believe that everyone's giving the MCU Kingpin a huge pass because she's <laughs> able to get his ass kicked by this little girl and her arrows. I'm like, shut up. Oh, I'm tired of all the haters complaining. This show is amazing. This show is brilliant. It shows you anything good, and it was. Shut up. I'm tired of you haters. Like, people complaining about the show. Like, this show is This show is awesome. It was. You know, Kate was. Bishop was great. Uh, Elena, she was back. That was awesome. I, I, I've never liked Barnes more. The dog was cool. Uh, the the tracksuits were like, I, there's nothing about this I didn't enjoy. Like, I'm sorry. Everything from start to finish. Like, if you're complaining about the show, do me a favor. Stop following us. <laughs> yeah, this was one show that surprised, I think, everybody. I don't think everyone expected it to be as good as it actually was. Yeah. And um, it really kind of – it set things it, – it closed loops on certain things and it set things up perfectly going forward. And if you're a fan of the universe, this, this show, uh, to me, has the most connectivity – of all of them. So you're right. It brought back Kingpin, which was awesome, which nobody expected. Uh, it ends on a cliffhanger with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's famous comic book uh, ending as well. So they pulled from the comics directly for that, which was pretty cool. Uh, but um, yeah, this, you know, having Echo in the show and. Yeah, no, it was great. Everything about it was great. It was just wonderfully made. Uh, everything, like, you know, Kate, you know, you know, earning her stripes and figuring out arrows and all this stuff and trying to convince Clinton and him trying to get rid of her. And, you know, like, it, it was just, I was like, wow, this is really good. This is yeah, so, so good. 
Yeah, um, John Campia with the whole he could he fought. What did you Thanos. Well, no, he said after the finale, he said he fought Thanos, and you know, um, um, Hawkeye did all this other stuff off the Chitari, but he couldn't get out of a tree. And he made it sound like it was just a normal tree that he was stuck in, <laughs> not the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree <laughs> in Rockefeller Center in the middle of Manhattan, which is how many feet tall? Uh, I don't think John has John Campy ever been in New York. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm sa- I'm just um, saying that's kind of a Christmas time, but uh, a really small nitpicky thing for him to bring up of uh, at the end of the at the finale of this. Yeah, excellent. Sh- I mean, so a lot of people had problems with the finale. Well, uh, Campy's got to say something so people stop talking about like whatever he leaked two months. I know, yeah. yeah. So he's got he's got to try to change the topic, Grace style. Yep. Um Yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, I I thought that was a genuinely interesting moment. Like, I was like, yeah, how does Hawkeye get out of the the you know Rockefeller Center because can't you just sit on the branch and fire an arrow? Like, hey, how would you actually do that, dude? Right. So, and it, it gave Kate that moment, right? Like she had yeah. another moment, yeah, with him. And that that's that was the best. That was the most surprising and best thing about the show was their chemistry was it was incredible. really incredible. Watching yes. them try to fight out of that ice rink was great. Yeah. So I I really loved it. Um, yeah. Definitely four stars, five stars, whatever your top limit is of rating four or five i give that one both uh so the other thing the other movie the movie i want to discuss is being the ricardos uh yeah that was so, uh, I, I i my mom wanted to watch it so i watched it with her on uh, prime? Yes, prime yes it's prime yes it's prime and it was really cool. I was surprised at uh, how much Fred and Ethel, I don't know their real names, didn't like each other and mm-hmm. everything going on and how Lucy was tr- Lucille Ball was trying to save her marriage. And I thought Nicole Kidman, like, I actually think this might be her best role ever. Like, she was Lucy. I was like, she looks like Lucy. Right. She she did a really good job. And, uh, and Harvey Burden did a, a really good job as Ricky, not as good as Kidman, but I thought he was very good in the role. And He was. I, again, like I was just taken back by how good Kidman was, especially how she looked. Like I thought when she needed to look redhead, and you know she had it in there, and she stomped on the grape, she looked great. And when she didn't, you know, I, you know when she's in the business meeting, and she's like, "That's why I married him." You know, like it, it's stuff like that. I was like, "Cause like, you know, Lucille Ball, you know, at the time, you know, as a woman and, and trying to make it in like as like a female lead, you know, she was one of the the pioneers, and you know, she she still, you know, even though she was kind of like, you know. In a small group of Hollywood, she was she didn't take nothing from nobody, but she did what she had to do, and I respect that about her. Yeah, I mean, it showed it definitely showed a different side of that couple that we that I never saw definitely right that everyone thought they knew, uh, but it definitely showed different sides of their relationship. Uh, you're right; it shows um, Fred and Ethel. I'm forgetting their names as well. I, that's mm-hmm. terrible. I should know them, but um, J.K. Simmons is fantastic. Oh, he's great. Um, as Fred, and I forget the actress's name, but she was on Billions, guys. I'm forgetting her name. Billions and Billions. She was on Billions. She was one of um, Bobby's girlfriends in one of the seasons. I forget. I think it was season two, but that she's amazing as Ethel. Uh, they go into a lot of stuff that was very prominent in Hollywood at that time. Um, Ethel's weight was a was one of the topics they had in there. Uh, they like Pete said they showed how strong Lucy was, but she actually gave a lot of the credit to Ricky for being the force behind the show. 
Um, I didn't know that the actor who played Fred was an alcoholic, but there you go. We found that out. Yeah, I had no clue. I read some reviews that there was a lot of artistic license taken in this. Um, they talk about Lucy's um, being a communist. Um, I remember watching that with my mom. I was like, was that a thing? Like they And she's like, yeah, that was like the heart of McCarthyism. Like she yeah. was one of the people accused of being a communist. And I was like, this guy <laughs> – yeah, so I, I mean, no idea she was ever accused of uh, being a communist. Yeah, so I didn't either until I saw this. So for me, it was very revealing. It's a, it is, it is a typical Aaron Sorkin movie, though. If you like Aaron Sorkin's style of film, um, if you like Aaron Sorkin's style of of storytelling, uh, if you're a fan of The West Wing, you'll probably like this movie because it's very much him. Um, I thought the performances, like Pete said, were incredible. They That's really what stood out to me. When I heard Kidman was going to be Lucy, I was kind of like, eh, but she nails it. She is so, oh, she's good, so good that I don't I think mean, I've ever seen her do better. To I mean, be she, she was incredible in this role. And I, I definitely, if you're fans of I Love Lucy, guys, definitely watch this movie. It, it's very good. It'll bring back a lot of the old feelings you had watching the show. Um, don't try and get too involved in the whole, is it real? Is it not real? What's artistic? I mean, it's just a good movie from my opinion. Uh, so definitely go and, and give that a watch. Like Pete said, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, check it out. And I'm sure you will be hearing some Oscar buzz for the least maybe some acting stuff for them because that'd be great they, they, she was absolutely fantastic i was so she was fantastic and oh. uh you know the, whoever did the makeup and everything like this the hair and all that stuff brilliant brilliant work they did a fantastic job yes sir so anything else you want to talk about ah i'm trying to think no i got nothing all right well, guys, that's our show for tonight. So, Pete, let them know what's going on, man. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, is Zach Snyder's favorite, Vero, at Pete Illustrated. You can follow podcast number one. That is the podcast you're listening to right now, straight out of Gotham, straight underscore O underscore G on both Instagram and Twitter. Please follow podcast number two, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition that I co-host with Nick and Nico Caruso. Uh, just a little Goomba trifecta talking Spider-Man. We will record tomorrow. We're going to talk next four issues of Spider-Man Beyond as well as uh, the latest craze, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Check out at Team Yellow Oval if you want to have some fun with Keaton and The Flash. That's coming up and anything else, Yellow Oval. Uh, it's back since Batman 118 in comics, so the resurgence of Yellow Oval is everywhere. Um, check out BatmanOnFilm.com for my reviews of Detective Comics. Uh, it has gone weekly, so I will be writing uh, one review uh, every week for the next... 10 weeks. So that sounds like fun. Um, check out my interviews with Mr. Uslin and my toy reviews on Batman on film YouTube. And, uh, you know, the Batman is coming, Eric. We're, we're excited. Uh, you're, you're booked. My, uh, my brother is on his way to Texas with us. He will oh, jo- really? be joining us. Okay. So we will have, uh, I will be bringing my personal security guard. So none of you people <laughs> are going to mess with me. Uh, so that's that. You're going to have just two people kicking your ass that time. Uh, and that'll be fun. So my brother will join us in the festivities. And uh, yeah, uh, so he's just got to get his plane ticket and uh, he's ready to go. So I'm pumped. Uh, my brother's going to be down there. And, you know, I just I can't wait to see the movie with you and Haas. And I'm uh, just waiting for uh, his royal highness out of Minnesota, Mr. Garrett Grev, to figure out whatever the <laughs> hell he's going to do. I think he's crawling to Texas and he starts crawling tomorrow. So that should be interesting. And uh, that's really it. So, yeah, man. 
Yeah, that's going to be, that should be a fun time. I can't believe it's almost here, which is crazy to think about, but. As long as talk- this, uh, you know, Optimus Cron doesn't, uh, <laughs> whatever the kind of call Unicron? <laughs> Unicron. Um- <laughs> yeah, that's it. Unicron. As long as Unicron doesn't bother us. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, guys, if you don't know what he's talking about, it's the Batman on film watch party. So we're going to be in Texas. If you live in the area and you want to come hang out with us, come hang out with us. It's We'll be the- down there. We'll be down there in, uh. Plano? I think it's Plano, Texas. It is Plano, yes. So if you mm-hmm. guys want more information on that, go to batmanonfilm.com and you could check it. Or the if you're on Batman on Film on Facebook, check it out there. The information's all there. And you can come meet up with us. It'll be fun to meet all you guys. And you uh, can check out Eric's abs. Yes, you can check out my abs. Now I got to work on them, but you can check them out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as you guys know, you could always hit me up on Twitter at finale at finally thirty three spell finale thirty three. Same on Instagram. Check us out, of course, on Facebook at our our group. If you want to be part of our Facebook group, just search straight out of Gotham. Send us a request. We'll send you an invite. Have to answer a few questions, and then we'll let you in. That's Eric stuff. I was just going to let anybody in, but he's like, no. <laughs> They got to prove their worth. So I was like, all right. Usually it's me who's like, this person doesn't know enough for me to talk to them. <laughs> but this time it was Eric. So, you know. You'll see some of my interesting questions. Like I asked one today on Twitter, guys, and I asked it in the Facebook group as well. So what in the subsequent sequels from the Batman that we get, what vehicles or gadgets do you want to see Batman use? Stuff that we have maybe haven't seen before. I want a Batcopter. So, yeah. A Batcopter. We haven't had one since 66. I want a right? Batcopter. Exactly, made, guys. Stuff like that. the toy in 89. I want an actual Batcopter, Mr. Reeves. Yeah, stuff like that. So let us know and we could talk about it on the next show. Uh, talk about stuff maybe you guys want to want to see there because that's that's fun stuff I like to try and throw in every once in a while on the in the group. Because we're getting a lot of vehicles if you think about it in the Batman. Like we're getting a yeah. Bat Cycle. We're getting the Grifter Cycle apparently, which was released today in promo images by McFarlane. It's all over the internet. Yeah. And we're getting an actual Bat Cycle. Yep. So, and of course, quite a few vehicles. The Batmobile. And so. the Batmobile. So, right. So, guys, definitely um, just let us know. It's something fun we could talk about. Um, it's something we'll be talking about, I'm sure, for the after the movie and it's things to come. Not only vehicles and gadgets, but who else do we want to see after the movie comes out? Who, who's the next villains we're gonna we're gonna get? So going forward, so it should it's just a little fun stuff to do in the group. Pudding pops. And to say with us. <laughs> pudding pops. So if you, if that's. Just check us out there, of course. And um, yeah. Oh, yeah, guys, don't forget we're on YouTube as well. So if you want to check out the. We uh, haven't done one of those in a while, dude. We haven't. We have to do an SOG tonight or what do you want to do it on? Or. Uh, I don't know. What guys, contest, me and you. <laughs> guys, send us ideas for that. Tell us what you would want us to do a live stream on. Maybe send we'll- us ideas of comic books you want Eric to read so we can talk about them on YouTube. No. Well, no, that because that's what Lauer does. We can't take Lauer's. That's a, well, no, we were doing we were doing on YouTube. We did Bat Cat number one. We did that. Special we did, number. we did, but we can't. And we take did eighty nine number one. I don't want to lose Lauer's thunder. Steal Lauer's thunder. Isn't that's everybody else cool. doing it? No, that's true. But <laughs> he's part of the group. He's part of the family. I'm not stealing his thunder. Want to keep him I'm in his guest. role? That's true. You are the monthly guest, so you. If anyone can steal the thunder, you have. I can talk about comics on my own show now. I can't do it. That's it. It's like, why did you get into oh, this? So I can talk you could, to comics and creators and stuff. You could and talk, like, no, we can't talk no, about no, comics. No, we could talk about comics. We're going to have to talk about Star Wars comics. People. We can't break down comics. That's what I'm saying. We should I be can break down, down comics. comics. I review right. comics. This is not a discussion for I'm now. I'm going to get let's, you let's, to review 
at least like whatever. What's the next? When's the next episode of like whatever CW superhero show comes out? Oh, Naomi. You want me to do Naomi when that starts? Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know too much about Naomi. She's a very new character. I don't know. Like, what is a new? That's the newest Ooh, one you, coming can out. Can you do Superman and Lois? That comes out next week. I can do Superman and Lois, maybe. That's it. All right, Bell, sign them up. I can maybe. I said maybe. I'm too late. You already committed. I'm going to text the old man right I didn't now. commit anything. It's, like, this, pew, is, pew, pew, pew. this is going to be... Cowboys, Tony Romo. This is going to be heard by people. I didn't commit. I said maybe. It's clear. I said maybe. We'll see how Yeah, maybe go. you would do it. That means maybe so, I will. I said maybe I so, will. Pew, pew, pew. Here we go. Here we go. All right. So for P. Vera, I'm Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Outta Gotham, and we will see you next time. Booyah!